Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode 110. And what I'm going to talk about today is uh, an update with regards to COVID-19 um, because I think you'll probably agree that in recent weeks uh, things have been de- developing in a, in a very disturbing way. And so I'm going to focus on that with regards to uh, the introduction of compulsory jabs and also the alleged uh, discovery of uh, the new mutant strain or mutant variant <coughs> called Omicron, uh, which, as we know, is uh, an acronym of moronic. Um, one wonders um, who the who the laugh, what expense um, that laugh is at or whose expense that is at, I should say. So thank you all for join me, joining me for today's episode. Um, I hope you're doing well and um, yeah, you're fighting the good fight in these uh, strange and extraordinary times. So we'll de- delve straight into uh, today's uh, conversation. So yeah, if you've been following the news with regards to COVID-19, uh, especially here in Europe, you've probably seen uh, the recent news uh, coming out of Austria. I'm going to go into that in a little bit more detail. Uh, coming out of Austria that from uh, February the 1st next year, so that will be 2022, which is hard to believe, um, this year has gone so quick. It was announced by the government that um, the jab is going to be mandatory and from that date, uh, people who haven't been jabbed, who uh, want to basically decide their own medical uh, course, shall we say, want to avoid medical tyranny, they are going to be fined and potentially imprisoned. Now, this is uh, this announcement has uh, formed part of a general uh, disturbing trend across America in neighbouring Germany. Um, it was recently uh, come into force, uh, a, effectively a lockdown um, just for those who are unjabbed, so they can't no longer... Um, enter pubs or restaurants or swimming pools or cinemas um, and things like that. Also, it's rumoured that um, Germany is thinking about taking the same course as Austria. Whilst that's going on, lots of countries in Europe are going back into lockdown now as we enter the uh, enter the winter here in the Northern Hemisphere. And also... Um, In other parts of the world, we're hearing disturbing reports in Northern Territories in Australia that members of the uh, Aboriginal community have been placed into quarantine camps. Now, it's not quite sure of the uh, justification that the authorities are given, whether it's because they've tested positive for for COVID-19, the Spurious test, whether they're refusing to be tested or whether... Um, it's because they're reviews, refusing to take the fake backs. We don't know, but either way, it's a very, very disturbing, um, very disturbing trend. In my in, in uh, my ancestral home of Italy, they've just beefed up the green pass, the fake COVID vax passport, which basically locks out unjabbed Italian citizens um, to all of their normal activities, uh, as has recently started in Germany. I believe in Slovenia, um, only now, only the uh, those that have taken uh, taken the jab or the Beetlejuice, as I call it. If you haven't, you're not able to access a special QR code that you now need to um, 
that you now need to uh, buy petrol. And we're also now seeing in certain supermarkets, I don't know where this is, um, but they're introducing a system whereby you can only access the food in, you know, like freezer, freezer cabinet units in supermarkets if you've got a special uh, special QR type code. So I think you I think you'll agree that overall um, it's a really, really disturbing events that are, that are taking hold now. And uh, I must admit, I never thought uh, I don't know what you guys thought, but I never thought they'd go down the route of compulsion. Um because that really does um, <clears throat> that really does seem like a, a, a desperate act. Um, so what yeah, what I'm going to do now is just look at um, the example of Austria, because uh, they're the first country to make the jabs mandated or AKA compulsory. And like I was just saying, that's from first um, of February uh, next year. As I was saying, it does seem more and more that February seems to be a key date. Now I wonder why that is. I guess we'll find out. But anyway, just going to focus on Austria. Austria is a beautiful country in Central Europe. For those of you who aren't familiar, I've um, been a few times. Most recently, back in 2018, I did a city break and I was there for a week. It's absolutely beautiful country and uh, really lovely people. And uh, Vienna is a beautiful city, as you'll know, for those of you who visited it. So um, Austria has a very small population. Now, this might be why they're targeting the globalists, Austria, because... It does have a small population, so maybe uh, the reason why things have become so tyrannical in Australia, as I was just mentioning, and uh, New, Ze New Zealand under that demonic Jacinda Ahern, who seems to get more demonic as the weeks go by. All these countries, one thing that they have in common, of course, is very small population. So in Austria, um, even by the official uh, government figures, they say that only 66% are fully jabbed or double jabbed. So in terms of uh, correlate to that, to the 9 million population, that leaves 3 million organics, if you will. And um, if you uh, just did a little bit of research for this episode, Austria only has about 18,000 prison places. So I'm not quite sure how the uh, how the government can follow through on their threat to initially fine people who refuse the jab and if they don't pay the fines to place them in prison with such a small um <clears throat> with such a small allocation of prisons in in the country who knows so really for me personally it does seem like a completely insane policy and one wonders is this uh is this just a bluff uh because it does appear to be completely unenforceable and it does remain remain to be seen if the rest of Europe follows with this uh, mandate or making a jab compulsory. Um, you know, watch this space. Watch this space. But when a country is powerful and central to the whole European project, as Germany looks like they're going in that direction, don't be surprised if the rest of the EU um, follows. So the question is, why why was this um, why was this announced? Is it just to create more fear and loathing, possibly because the authorities want to uh, provoke the population into some into some form of uprising? But I mean, as I was just saying, three million people is um, is a very is a, is a lot of people to put down. And um, yeah, from my recent most recent experience of um, being in Austria, I say they're very very 
hospitable people and by their nature um like the germans i guess they're not particularly um i'm not considering uh historical references here of course um they're not really they're quite compliant um and uh, not particularly revolutionary and because of that um they're quite uh, their societies tend to be uh very cohesive so like i was just saying i do fear that austria could just be just could be the star and that the globalists want to ferment uh, sort of national grassroots uprising so then national governments will have to have the excuse to impose martial law i mean it's it's interesting isn't it when we think uh, let's just go back to australia and the likes of the vile danny andrews danny andrews whether they are implementing these policies as sovereign um you know as sov as sovereign political figures are or whether they are literally being told by globalists the globalists that this is what you're implement i tend to think in most cases it is the latter so as i was just saying at the beginning the reason why i'm um covering covid19 today um we really are at a critical point now um you know it with this whole um rona event uh, it really does seem as if the authorities national governments and those um those ultimately in control the globalist and then the hidden unknowns beyond that that they are running out of time for whatever reason they need us all jabbed or fake vaxxed up and they are literally it is akin to um it is akin to a into a, a declaration of war and and i don't say that lightly so it does beg the question what will happen if if say in austria and other countries if the army and the and the police choose to support the will of the people um you know a lot of people remain extremely complacent so we might see countries falling into uh, tyranny unfortunately by default and as i was saying at the beginning of this episode in quite a few countries now in Europe and across the world, the uh, COVID vax passport is already is already in position, and I believe uh, it's even gone further in countries like the Czech Republic. Um, if you're unjabbed, if you're an organic, if you will, an organic human being, you can't even access uh, public services. So in the Czech Republic, it's been ramped up to a whole, whole, um, a whole different level. I mean, our only hope as sovereign uh, free thinking um, individuals that this is an act of desperation and indicative of what seems to be the fact that they are working to a very tight deadline to get to get all of their measures in place. So I think you agree what's interesting uh, what has struck me uh, about the COVID event is that normally when when uh, profound changes are made within society that deeply uh, impact and um, even the masses can gain a sense in which that their freedoms are being crushed and society's moving in, in a disturbing way what tends to happen is that um, the authorities and, and the system itself they make these changes happen perhaps over one or two generations so between about 20 to 30 years so it happens in a way that people largely accept them passively because it's just seemed to be well that's just how how it is now things are changing it's a bit like the generation gap but um the fact that they're pushing things like from the beginning lockdowns and 
the imposition of brutal police policies uh, against the people and the fact that they're doing it um, so quickly does point to the fact that they're working to some sort of timeline. I know some have said um, we're looking at 2025. That's when Kill Gates has said that the COVID pandemic will allegedly be over. The fake pandemic, I should say. But maybe it is just the arrogance and overconfidence of psychopaths. Um, we don't really know. Um, but yeah, they're certainly not playing the long game anymore. And uh, the more, the more, but I mean, for those of us who want to live in a sane world where we can walk freely and uh, express ourselves and be conscious human beings, the more they do up the ante, the more they are exposing the agenda. And I know more and more from my own anecdotal evidence here in the UK, a lot of people are saying, well, I've taken I've taken jab one and jab two, but I'm definitely not taking the boosters. So there is a sense that's growing here in the UK, my homeland, that the, um, the push for the uh, boosters, people are realising that they're being scammed and it's a bit like um, constantly updating, having to update our tech or our Windows system uh, yearly. So it should be, would be interesting to consider that if Bill Gates is partly behind uh, the whole COVID event through bodies like the World Economic Forum. So all the while, um, we know that uh, VAX employment mandates are being pushed. Uh, here in the UK recently, um, it was compulsory that all uh, care workers had to be, it was uh, in November, the, that all care workers needed to be jabbed and around about 60,000. That's a lot. 60,000 have either, have either left or been sacked. And there's a similar man mandate that applies to the NHS uh, here in the UK. And that comes into force into April. Uh, sorry, I should say in April. So that's going to have a real dramatic effect, be disastrous for the NHS. Also abroad in the United States, um, there, there has been some court cases that have been successful, which is some good news which is overturning these illegal mandates. So long that may continue. And I know um, things vary differently depending on uh, whether uh, Americans are in a blue or red state. So it does still seem as if America is going to be the real beacon of hope. And I certainly don't mean the political uh, leadership through the likes of Biden, who, of course, is pushing this whole agenda. So we already know that we've had a form of de facto compulsion with these um, mandates through uh, the care industry and the NHS and healthcare systems throughout the world and more and more through other sectors of the employment as well. Um, personally, I think um, I think they're running scared, uh, the globalist and the, and the hidden unknowns. I just should say, and they know that more and more people are waking up to their COVID scam now. And um, yeah, I do. I do think that um, perhaps they're using uh, Project Looking Glass technology um, to look into the future. And, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for the dark, the dark one, shall we say. And that's why they're having to really now just completely rip off the mask and any pretense that we live in a sort of a civilized these um, for those of you who are listening in the Western world, I should say that we live in these civilized 
Western liberal democracies uh, under the rule of law. Now, what I want to talk about now uh, relates to this issue, really, of um, how we're governed and the consent to be governed. And and then in a, in a moment, I'll go on to the, as I said at the beginning, I'll go into the issue of the Omicron or the moronic variant, if you prefer. So, yeah, how, how do governments or how have they traditionally gained the consent of the people to be government, to be governed, so I should say, and why is this relationship beginning to break down? And it's not just since the introduction of uh, mandatory jabs, really since um, the beginning of the COVID event and the draconian measures brought in by the authorities and the state, um, we can no longer delude ourselves that um, we live in a, in a free society. So, um, First of all, begs the question, how have we managed to give away our power for so many years? How, why is it only now that people more and more en masse, if you will, are beginning to see uh, the reality of the situation, the reality of politics and the reality of their, um, of their oppression? So this idea, as I was just talking about, this idea of a social contract sorry, between government and we the people, Really, the idea behind this is that um, we agree to give some of our personal freedoms up, if you will, in exchange for protection by the state through things like the police force, if you will. And in this contract, um, everyone's everyone's uh, rights are said to be protected. And of course, as we know, this is a key principle enshrined uh, within uh, Western liberal democratic societies. But we can see this is beginning to break down now in a major way with an explosion of police brutality and draconian laws limiting our basic freedoms. And uh, I think you may well agree that I think uh, we're likely to see a massive increase in civil disobedience in the coming months and years. We're seeing more and more protests uh, across the world, of course, to this uh, COVID fake pandemic um, scam. But in terms of a historical uh, perspective, um, if we consider the work of Edwin, Edward Herman and Noam Chomsky, uh, when, back when Noam Chomsky was still a, a credible figure, a credible academic, because he seems to have been seduced by the whole woke agenda. And I know he's never, he never really will um, go down any, or countenance any COVID, sorry, any um sort of conspiracy type narratives but back in the day he did write a very interesting book uh, called uh, manufacturing consent the the political economy of the mass media which was published in 1988 and i have read that book back in the day back back in the day many years ago when i was a political animal <clears throat> but there's a political there's an interesting quote from the book which really relates to the situation we find ourselves in now and this idea of consent. So I'll just read it to you now because it's very instructive. And I quote, so he said, to manufacture consent is to create a system in which citizens become willing and obedient, consenting and unquestioning, obeying certain principles and paradigms all by way of corporate sponsored propaganda through mass media and commercialism, as opposed to obedience achieved through strongman tactics. Now, I think you'll agree that's a very interesting quote, especially when one considers 
the last uh, last few words and and uh, commercialism is opposed to obedience achieved through strongman tactics in other words historically <clears throat> for many years quite a few years now certainly since the second world war the control of populations and how they've been oppressed is through media propaganda but what we're moving into now and why we're in a really in a bit of a sticky position is that we are moving into strongman tactics and the state is exercising its force um with with uh with absolute scary uh what's the word i'm looking for scary abandon they're not even doing it in subtle ways anymore so we're really in the process of breaking down governments across the world a drop the mask is dropping and they're revealing their true intentions the illusion of democracy is collapsing and what Edwin Her Edward Herman sorry, and Noam Chomsky were saying in this book is that the illusion of democracy can only be up upheld through manipulation, uh, in this instance, through the media. And that, as we say, that's beginning to break down now. And of course, um, this idea of controlling the population, you may be aware of this as well, is was also spoke about by, spoken about, sorry, I should say, by the uh, nephew of Freud, a chap called uh, Edward Bernays, who wrote a very famous book about propaganda, who actually was known as the father of propaganda. And uh, he spoke about this whole idea again of the engineering of consent or the art of manipulating people without them being aware of it. And his uh, idea of propaganda was how to how governments could manipulate the unconscious minds and desires of the people in order to get people to desire things um, that they don't particularly need. And if you uh, if you haven't heard of um, Edward Bernays or this whole idea of propaganda and the idea of manipulating the unconscious mind and unconscious desires, then I can recommend an excellent documentary um, by a filmmaker called Adam Curtis. You may or may not have heard of him. And uh, back in the 90s, uh, there was a BBC documentary back in those days when they were still a credible broadcaster. He produced uh, a, sh um, a documentary called The Century of the Self. And that goes into a brilliant uh, explanation of uh, Edward Bernays. I believe they speak to him. It's, a, it's absolutely a fascinating, fascinating uh, documentary where it talks about this idea of how uh, people agree to be governed and it talks about the whole history of how um, governments control and manipulate populations and how um, politicians have used marketing techniques in order to gain power and control their populace so yeah do do check that out that's i believe that's available um on youtube so yeah this idea of uh, consent and uh, how the uh, population is is government is governed if we consider if we go back even further to the 1920s uh the well-known of course american journalist walter Lippmann, he spoke about the management of public opinion and uh, this was viewed uh, as an as an irrational force that needed to be controlled in in democracies now of course that's a rather rather strange things but these people um, they often do reveal themselves um reveal themselves with their words so this issue of how to control and suppress the will of the people 
through an implied consent does go back um does go back uh uh quite a way quite a long way really and and um just to bring in of course going back to way back to 1791 as our american audience will know a key date when the uh, second amendment was ratified into the constitution because the founding fathers uh, of the american republic were aware of what happens when the state or the government becomes um, becomes tyrannical and uh, people lose all their freedoms and rights and that's why they uh, that's why that was uh, enacted the right to keep and bear arms and the point that i'm making is it's an important point is that here in europe here in the uk we were really uh, largely disarmed going back really back to the 1980s um, when there was a big mass, there was a big mass uh, shooting at a small town in the west of England called Hungerford, and I think there was about um, twelve people that were killed. And after that, there was a lot of um, legislation brought in uh, to limit uh, the uh, possession of guns. So, and of course, as we know, in many many European countries, um, the right to bear arms has long since um, been removed. It's against the law. I think even here in the UK, uh, that certain types of uh, caliber of guns uh, for the uh, shooting Olympic teams, they have to train abroad. That's how ridiculous the situation is. Anyway, the point I want to make is the reason why, as we know, um, that amendment was ratified was to protect the people. And that's why I think America right now i mean it does depend what state you're in is is going to be a bulwark to this tyranny and that's why the globalists and the new world order has always been they can really never bring about their plans fully until they've uh, brought brought down brought america to to its knees so uh, we're very vulnerable here in europe now uh, and with the um, with the announcement of the impending introduction of compulsory fake um vaccines upon the general public yeah we we um we do long we do long for the the american type system for all its ills because we're very vulnerable anyway um i'm just going to move on now to look at um the issue of the new variant the new omicron variant which i think you'll agree is um really again is is totally insulting um the fact that it's an acronym of moronic and uh of course within days of this new announcement by the world health organization although this organization of course has nothing to do with health uh, we had the leader who is uh, um who is uh, actually a terrorist has linked to terrorist groups uh, in ethiopia so how he is still um, the leader of this uh, criminal group or organisation, God only knows. But it does fear, appear now as if we are in the final push. And what I mean is this new Omicron variant, it does appear as if this is going to um, be... Uh, it does feel as if um, it's a bit like when COVID first uh, appeared back uh, in the beginning of last year and lockdowns started. It doesn't seem to me as if it's going to be like the Delta variant that came and uh, left 
the mainstream news headlines without much fanfare. It does seem as if they're going to use this. They are going to use this to um, push the uh, agenda and really come for us uh, organics, the unvaxxed. Um, here in the UK, the government have announced that they've ordered uh, 110 new uh, booster jabs and uh, that was announced literally within a few days of the uh, news about the Omicron variant. So, my God, you know, that happened very quickly, rather suspiciously. And again, you may well have seen in the news in recent days, basically, um, it's now been admitted. The chairman of Pfizer has admitted that we're going to be looking at annual or biannual, biannual booster jabs. So um, what us so-called uh, conspiracy theorists uh well, we would call conspiracy theorists for pointing this out long ago, and now it's uh, it's on the mainstream, it's on the mainstream news. So, in terms of um, in terms of the Omicron variant and uh, how things are how things are going to play out from now, there are huge differences uh, between uh, from country to to country and. Uh, in some countries, it does seem as if they're pushing more and more on lockdowns and others, they're still holding off. Here in England, we still haven't had the formal annou an announcement of uh, the COVID fake uh, COVID vax passports. Whereas, as I was saying earlier, um, most of Europe now, they are using a kind of a QR code um, type system. So... It does remain to be seen, just picking up uh, again this idea of the compulsory does jabs, it does remain to be seen how far they're going to push this. Can governments across the world actually enact this um, if they feel that it's, you know, there's too many people that are in opposition to this? What what else could we be look we what else could we be looking at? Um, could it be the case that the um, that the globalists might use this as a good time to uh, collapse the financial financial uh, system in order that people lose their all their um, their pensions, their four hundred one ks, maybe even uh, their savings, their money on deposit, because the 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 aim of the game, of course, is just to create more and more fear. Um, we might see uh, internet outages or the power cut off. Uh, we could even see, we could even see uh, a fake alien invasion. I mean, that would really be, wouldn't it? That would be a really, really, um, that would be a desperate, a deeply desperate uh, act at this stage. But it's 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 hard to know. I mean, the advice that I would give is, uh, I've had in recent weeks since the news from Austria first broke, I did begin to feel a little bit angry, uh, sorry, not angry, I've been angry for quite a while, <laughs> tried to temper it, I've, I did feel a little bit scared, not because they're going to come door to door, but if they're going to tighten, you know, tighten the squeeze more and more on the on, our, on us organic humans, what what is life going to be like? But I do, I do retain hope that there are millions and millions of people across the world that are against this medical tyranny and this fake um fake pandemic and all the draconian rules and laws and mandate which are all illegal 
I do, I do remain hopeful that we can push back against this. And I don't necessarily mean in, tar in terms of some sort of armed insurrection. But, um, yeah, it, it does seem as if between now and February, because February is looking like a, a key date, as I was saying earlier, with regards to Austria uh, and uh, other countries. Uh, February does seem to be uh, an important date. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. So all I would say to you guys and girls listening is just keep the faith. Um, hold the line, because I know many of us are really in a challenging situation at the moment. We may have friends and family who are applying pressure on us to take the Beetlejuice. We may have fallen out with loved ones or friends. We may even split with husband, wives and partners because of the situation. We may have lost our jobs or had to move in completely different career um, direction because of the... Um, of the jab mandates so we just got to sit tight really i think they as i was saying earlier i think the globalists and the secret or hidden unknowns i think they've overplayed their hand as i was saying before i think they're running to a very tight schedule now so we just need to we just need to hold firm really in some regard and see and see what happens because if they keep on this sort of um, direction, you could be looking at uh, sort of armed insurrections uh, in countries, as I was just saying, that are still armed. Or you could be looking um, at actual sort of public um, public led uh, revolutions, which don't tend to which don't tend to end well. But I would just end this episode by, you know, saying just try and try and form Try and form connections in the flesh uh, with people in your community. I know that sounds a little bit, you know, sounds a little bit twee, doesn't it? Um, but it is really, really important to do that at this time. So I think none of us, none of us, the beauty of the Internet, whilst we still have it, is we can connect so easily with people online. But depending on, you know, where you live, I know it's difficult if you live in rural areas or wilderness <laughs> in the extreme to connect with people in the flesh but I think that's what we need to, to be trying to do and that's what I'm attempting to do and I, I know it is difficult because many people um, see us as being the enemy at this time and think we have very strange ideas about the fake uh, fake pandemic but I think many more of them certainly with the introduction of the uh, booster jabs ongoing either by biannually or, or annually many many people are waking up and realizing um realizing that they've uh, that they've been scammed so watch this space anyway thank you all for listening i just wanted to bring you uh, up to date with regards to my take on covid-19 because i'm saying events are turning uh, in a in a quite disturbing way just a little bit of update on, on my content uh, i'm still posting uh, my covid video diary on youtube so please do check that out it's just discerning consciousness you check that on youtube and also um i'm in an interview with um the author michael ronin brilliant author and um we did a um we had a conversation recently so i'll be putting that up on podomatic so you can listen to that and download uh, download that and we had a really great conversation about what's happening and uh, yeah how we can empower ourselves during this time so so look out for that and uh please do please do check it out uh, on uh, my podcast so yeah thank you all again for listening 
stay strong. Uh, I'm sure we're, we're going to win this. It's just going to be a, a long battle, unfortunately. And uh, bye-bye for now. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you all very soon. Bye. Thank you.